Well, good morning. Beautiful morning that it is. We've already discovered that. Today we're going to be doing uh, another in the series that we've been doing on prayer. Uh, We've got a special thing to do uh, this morning. Rosie's going to help me do that in just a moment. Uh, There's probably nothing more important in our spiritual lives than prayer. Prayer is something that we have access to, uh, that we have the opportunity of doing, theoretically, 24 hours a day. Every day. Every day. If we're awake, (coughs) the opportunity for prayer is there. We have, in that opportunity, in that idea of prayer, we're talking about conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's conversation uh, with God. And so as we uh, pray now, uh, that's where I'd like your mind to be. The words that are spoken are really secondary to your connecting yourself (coughs) to the Almighty Father. Let's pray together as we begin Uh, today's message. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you and praise you today. Uh, We've sung the songs of praise. Uh, We've shouted the the shouts of of Christian fellowship. Uh, And now we come before you humbly asking you to guide and lead us in your word this day in order that we might uh, be the strong (laughs) followers that you would have us to be followers of your leadership. And we do give thanks now as we we go forward in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the folks in the audience gave this to me uh, last week, and I was so impressed with it, I thought it would be good to share it with you. Uh, More than just giving you the printed page as as I have it, uh, but in reading the way it was meant to be read. So I've asked uh, Rosie to help me. Uh, It's a dramatization in two parts. I think you'll recognize some of the words that are spoken. Uh, And so I'll ask Rosie to come closer to me. Don't be afraid. I won't bite. We do... We got got to point it at that. There it is. So you got... uh, So we're all lined up. This will be the first time that I've shared the microphone. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. The title of the the dramatization is The Lord's Prayer. Interesting. Let's see what happens. Our Father, who art in heaven. Yes? Don't interrupt me. I'm praying. But you called me. I didn't call you. I'm praying. Our Father, who art in heaven. There, you did it again. Did what? Called me. You said, Our Father, who art in heaven. Here I am. What's on your mind? But I didn't mean anything by it. I was, you know, just saying my prayers for the day. I always say the Lord's Prayer. Makes me feel good. Kind of like getting my duty done. All right. Go on. Hallowed be thy name. What do you mean by that? By what? By hallowed be thy name. It means, 
Oh, it means good grief. I don't know what it means. How should I know? It's just part of the prayer. By the way, what does it mean? It means honored, holy, wonderful. Hey, that makes sense. I never thought about what hollowed mean, meant before. The, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really mean that? Sure, why not? What are you going to do about it? Doing? Nothing, I guess. I just think it would be neat if you got control of everything down here, like you have up there. If I got control of you? Well, I go to church. That isn't what I asked. What about the habit of... Oh, all of those habits you have. They're so long. You're a temper, for one thing. That gossiping that you do while you're just sharing pertinent information with your friends... Uh, there's uh, the way you spend your money, by the way. Uh, let me see, what else can I think of? And what about the books that you're reading and the movies that you're going to see? Stop picking on me. I'm just as good as some of those phonies that are at the church. Excuse me. I thought you were praying for my will to be done. If that's to happen, you will have to start with the ones who are praying for it. Like you, for example. Oh, all right. I suppose I do have some hang-ups. Now that you mention it, I could probably name some others. So could I. <laughs> I haven't thought about it until now, but I really would like to cut out some of those things. I'd like, you know, to be really free. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. We'll work together, you and me. Now, some victories can truly be won. I'm proud of you. Look, Lord, I really need to finish up here. This is taking a lot longer than it usually does. Give us this day our daily bread. You need to cut down on the bread, too. You're overweight as it is. That's a good model. <clears throat> hey, wait a minute. What is this? Pick on Rosie Day? Here I was doing my religious duty, and all of a sudden you break in and remind me of all my hang-ups. Praying is a dangerous thing. You could wind up changed, you know. That's what I'm trying to get across to you. You called me and here I am. It's too late to stop now. Keep on praying. I'm interested in the next part of your prayer. Oh, go on. I'm scared too. Scared? Of what? I know what you'll say. Try me and see. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Oh, what about Pete? See, I knew it. I knew you'd bring him up. Why, he's told lies about me and cheated me out of money. He never paid me back that old debt he owes me. I've sworn to get even. But your prayer. What about your prayer? I didn't mean it. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. But it's not much fun carrying the load of bitterness around inside, is it? No, but I'll feel better when I get even. Boy, have I made some plans for him. He'll wish he'd never made me upset. You won't feel any better. You'll feel worse. Revenge isn't sweet. Think of how unhappy you are already. But I can change all of that. You can? How? Forgive Pete. Then I'll forgive you. That hate and sin will be Pete's problem and not yours. You may lose the money, but you will settle your heart. But Lord, I can't forgive Pete. Then I can't forgive you. 
Oh, you're right. You always are. And the more I want revenge on Pete, the more, and more than that, I want to be right with you. All right, I forgive him. Help him to find the right road in the Lord. He's bound to be awful miserable now that I think about it. Some way, somehow, show him the right way. There, now. How do you feel? Mm, not bad. Not bad at all. In fact, I feel pretty great. You know, I think I'll have to I'll have to go to bed. I won't think I'll have to go to bed uptight for the first time since I can't remember. Maybe I won't be so tired from now on because I'm not getting enough rest. You're not through with your prayer. Go on. Oh, all right. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Good, good. I'll do that. Just don't put yourself in a place where you can be tempted. What do you mean by that? Quit hanging out in the wrong places. Watching inappropriate movies and television. Listening to sinful conversations. Hanging around the places where things like that are being done. Change some of your friendships. Some of your so-called friends are beginning to get to you. They'll have you completely involved in wrong things before long. Don't be fooled. They advertise they're having fun, but for you it would not be fun. It would be ruin. Don't use me for an escape hatch. I don't understand. Sure you do. You've done it lots of times. You get caught in a bad situation, you get into trouble, and then you come running to me. Lord, help me out of this mess, and I promise you I'll never do it again. You remember some of those bargains you tried to make with me? Yes, and I'm ashamed, Lord. I really am. Which bargains are you remembering? Well, when the guy next door saw me backing away from the neighborhood bar, I told my husband I was going to the store. I remember telling you, Lord, don't let him tell him where I've been. I promise I'll be in church every Sunday. He didn't tell your husband, but you didn't keep your promise, did you? I'm sorry, Lord. I really am. Up until now, I thought if I just prayed the Lord's Prayer every day, then I could do what I like. I didn't expect anything to happen like it did. Go ahead. Finish your prayer. Oh, yes. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Do you know what would bring me glory? What would make me really happy? No, but I'd like to know. I want to please you. I can see what a mess I've made out of my life, and I can see how great it would be to really be one of your followers. You just answered the question. I did? Yes, the one thing that brings me glory is to have people like you truly love me. And I can see that happening between us. Now that some of those old sins are exposed and out of the way, well, there's no telling what we can do together. Lord, let's see what we can make of me, okay? Yes, let's see. And amen. Amen. Thank you, Rosie. Appreciate that very much for helping us today. I'm probably making extra noise on the tape right now. <clears throat> kind of overboard there, but I think all of us, let's see if I still plugged in. I am. It still runs. 
That's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> we overdid it, didn't we? But I want you to think about it for just a minute and think about about your spiritual life, about your prayer life, because that's what we're talking about today, uh, is your prayer life. How often have we, you and I, uh, recited the Lord's Prayer as a mere ritual? How often have we come to the communion table, that table there that's not there this week, but I'll remember when it is. I'll try to anyway. Uh, how many of us have gone through that communion table just probably tacked on at the end of the service and one more thing to do before we hit the coffee in the back of the room? And that's kind of how we think about it. And, and what is it we're having lunch today? Where are we going? What are we? That's not what it's about, is it? As we visit the table, as we visit the Lord, that's where our mind should be. Our mind should be on the things of God, uh, not on the things uh, in our fleshly life. Today, uh, we're going to focus a little bit on Jesus at prayer. Jesus is here was here as an example for us. The central purpose of Jesus coming, of course, was cross, was Calvary, was going to the cross for you and for me, uh, for going into that tomb, for being raised from the dead from that tomb. Uh, that was his purpose in coming. That was our pathway uh, to salvation. That is our pathway to salvation. But the things that Jesus did in the meantime with the the uh, the giving of, of miracles, the, uh, the giving of, I'm thinking in terms of feeding the 5,000, the actual feeding people, healing people, and all of those other things that we read about and we marvel over are secondary. His central purpose in being here and spending the time that he spent here was to be an example for you and for me. Uh, an example. Not just an example in the way he walked the walk, not just an example uh, in the way he he showed the power of God, but an example as to how we should live our lives and how we could communicate with God. And so even uh, as he gave up his throne for a time, even as he gave up his what I call godly prerogatives for a time, uh, all of the miracles performed while he was here was not done solely under his power. It was done under the power of God. And as you read through the scripture, you'll find that that's to be true. I'm going to mention uh, one particular model, uh, and it has to do uh, with Jesus's uh, probably greatest crisis. We talked about crisis as we pray through the Psalms last week. Uh, well, this is it. The crisis of Gethsemane. The prayer of Gethsemane is, puts Jesus right in the middle of it. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow morning. He knows what's going to happen by noon tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen by three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. He knows all of those things and he's praying about those things. And so when he prays and goes to the Father, and he says, in my paraphrase, <clears throat> I just as soon not do this. Let let this cup pass from me, but not my will, 
but thine be done. And I already know what your will is. I do. I know exactly what your will is. And of course, that's what he did. And he did that. Why? He did that out of love for you and for me. There are many ways in which we can imitate Jesus in his praying. First of all, Jesus uh, praised God. Luke chapter 10 reads this way. At the time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and, and revealed them to little children. I praise you. I praise you, Lord of heaven. Jesus gave thanks to God before feeding the 5,000. He asked God to bless the loaves and the fish. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Mark chapter 6. Jesus asked for things in his prayers. In his moment of great distress, what I just talked about, Jesus prayed to his heavenly Father. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall in to temptation. He's talking to his disciples. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Luke chapter 22. Familiar verses. Jesus is doing what? In his greatest hour of need, if I can put it that way, in his greatest hour of need, he prayed to the Father. He prayed to the Father. Jesus prayed for other people. And this is where this is where the love really shows out, I think. And I hope that we really grasp a hold of this uh, when we consider God's love. When they came to the place of the skull, there they crucified him, being Jesus, along with the criminals. One on the right, one on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Luke chapter 23. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. What's the context of that? Freshly hanging upon the cross. That's the context. They've beaten him up to the point that he doesn't look human anymore. They've ridiculed him. They've forced him to drag that cross from point A to point B. And I'm not going to discuss how far that was. And then they nailed him to the cross and they stuck him up in the air. And his immediate thought was for who? Father, forgive them. Forgive these people. Forgive the people of the earth, for they know not what they do. That's love. That's the love uh, that we talked about. Uh, we're studying the book of Ruth during our Bible study time, and we're talking about love. And one of the things that's suggested is that love is this, should be the central theme. Love is a central theme, meaning that when we reach out, when we reach out and we have love for an individual, we have absolute concern for them, be it physical or spiritual. We have absolute concern for them. Now, how does that translate? Well, we've got a whole lot of people that are saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And we see that in the scripture as well. 
And while they're saying that, Jesus is praying, Father, forgive them, but they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. Little of those people that are screaming, crucify him, realize that very soon they're going to have the opportunity of bowing the knee to him, to Jesus, or to the fact that Jesus has done what he has done in order that they might do what? In order they might have audience with the Father. That's what it's all about, praying for the people. Jesus prayed at critical times in his life. He prayed at his baptism. Luke chapter 3. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus baptized as well. And he was praying. Heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended uh, bodily in bodily form like a dove. Before he chose his twelve disciples, he prayed. Uh, in face of temptation, he prayed over and over again. After the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, the people tried to make Jesus their king, ruler. Uh, you pick a word. This was a temptation to avoid the cross, and Jesus overcame this temptation by seeking refuge where? In prayer. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew to a mountain by himself. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. And of course, he prayed from the cross. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus praying in times of need. Jesus praying, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus praying, feeding the 5,000. Jesus praying, raising the little girl from the dead. Jesus praying that the Father use his power to bring Lazarus out of the tomb. Jesus praying. Jesus praying to God that those miracles might come to fruition. Jesus praying, Jesus praying, not a broken record, but terribly, terribly important. Jesus praying. Why? Okay, Jesus prayed. Big deal. Well, it is a big deal because Jesus Jesus is doing what? Jesus is providing for us the example by which we can live our lives. Jesus said, the disciples asked Jesus, how can we show our love for you? And he says, if you love me, you'll do what? You'll keep my commandments. You'll follow me. You'll do what I ask you to do. That's how you show your love for me. That's how you'll show your love for me. And that love goes on. And so when we translate that then to what we're doing, and that's what I want to do. I want to leap us now. There's a reflection on the clock. How am I doing? You're doing good. I'm doing good. Okay. All right. I want to transfer this to the physical. The prophet Samuel in prayer. You remember Sam. Uh, He's got two books. First Samuel, second Samuel. He's uh, basically the the first prophet of prominence uh, that we read about in the scripture. He was born in answer to prayer. His mother was barren. uh, And mother and father. And and there was a it was miraculous. 
Give me a son and I'll give him right back to you, the mother said, my paraphrase. He was born in answer to prayer, 1 Samuel chapter 1. His name means asked of God, 1 Samuel, still in chapter 1. Deliverance uh, at, at Mizpah came in 1 Samuel chapter 7. When Israel asked for a king, Samuel prayed. We're talking prayer now, aren't we? Samuel prayed. When Israel asked for a king, Samuel prayed. Samuel wasn't a dummy. Samuel knew who the king was and is, and the king is, should have been, should have stayed that way, should have been God. Should have been God. Oh, but everybody's got a king. We want one too. And here's a great looking guy. If they, if they had invented movies by then, he'd be a movie star. And who was that? King Saul. Whoops. Made a big error there and we're not going to spend any time there. But he, Samuel prayed. He prayed for his people all the time. First Samuel chapter 12. As for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. I'd like you to listen to that statement again. First Samuel chapter 12 verse 23. As for me, Samuel says, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. Take that to heart. Take that to heart. Who are you refusing to pray for? Who are you refusing to pray for. Jesus went to the cross for that very individual. For that very person. Jesus went to the cross for me. Jesus went to the cross for you. As low and despicable and sinful as you were, Jesus went to the cross for you. God loved you. God loves the world so much, our scripture tells us, that he gave his son. In order that what? In order that we might be reconciled to him. Samuel thought it was sinful not to pray for God's people. Are you praying for the Coachella Valley? Are you praying for the individuals that are suffering through this terrible loss of the last couple of weeks? Now we got stabbings going on. You know, I guess they're going to outlaw knives next. So you better cut your steak up now. You won't have, be able to cut them up next week. Uh, my little flippancy there. But there you go. There it is. All of that loss that's occurred affecting so many lives, not just the lives that were taken, but the lives that touched those lives that were taken are suffering, aren't they? They're suffering today. And that's who we should be praying for. We should be praying for those people. We should be praying for those people that are on the verge of doing exactly what has already been done. Praying for God's people. Who are God's people? Well, sometimes, whoa, 
that means that the folks in church. Oh, I pray for the people at church that they stay strong, they get to church on Sunday and make sure they put a buck in the plate and, and all things are good and well and, and that's nice. That's not what it says. Sinful not to pray for God's people. Who are God's people? All of them. Even the ones that are out there playing golf, even the ones that are over there swimming when they should be over here. Here I'm being flippant again. What about keeping a prayer list? You have a prayer list. We give you a prayer list every single week. These are people that we know. People that you know. These are people that you can reach out and touch. You know what's going on in their lives. They've felt it important enough in their lives to share that information with you uh, in order that you might pray for them. We've added uh, Ohio and we've added Texas and we've added uh, the garlic capital of the world, California. We've had, and so on. I guess we need to add Orange County now with the, with the, the stabbing business, etc. Prayer list. It's there. You got a prayer list to your own. Who do you need to pray for? Who are you not praying for that you should be praying for? Prayer list. Might include your closest family and friends. Might include uh, your teachers or, you know, whatever, whoever you come in contact with. Might include the checker at the Stater Brothers, uh, your favorite checker, see how she's doing or he's doing. Uh, It might include anybody and everybody. But you should be praying, and I think we've already discussed this, every day. Now, why would I say that? Why is it necessary to pray every day? Because you have the opportunity. I started it this way this morning. You have the opportunity of reaching out to the power of all powers, to the Lord of all lords, to the King of all kings. And let's see, I'm wearing the tie that's got all of the, uh, the world Lord, Lord God Almighty, uh, and so on. All of the names. Messiah, check out my tie today. Uh, you have the opportunity of speaking to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, etc., and on and on and on. You have that opportunity. And we're asking, we're suggesting, I want to say I'm demanding uh, that you spend time with him every day. Because he cares enough about you that as you bring your personal cares and needs and desires and pain and crisis and all of those things, as you bring those to him, he speaks to you. He answers your prayer. And as he answers my prayer, I know that if I'm reaching out to others, he's considering those prayers as well. He's touching the lives of those who would know. So every day. How long? That's what it, I don't have time in my day. I don't just don't have time in my day to do it. That's up to you. 
You have that control. You have control. Can you give me five minutes? I'm putting on my God robe now. Can you give me just five minutes? I don't care what time of day. I I don't sleep, you know. Uh, I'm God. 24 hours a day. No time constraints on me. None. Zero. Anytime you want to be with me, I'm there to be with you. I'll be happy. I'll be joy. I'll be joy filled if you'll give me five minutes every day. Ten? Fifteen? Well, I didn't give you five yesterday, so I'll give you ten today. You know, catch up. That's your, your guilty conscience working. Pray. Pray. When we're praying, we're asking God to change His mind. No, we're not asking God to change His mind. We're asking, we are changing our minds about people. Heaven wouldn't be heaven if this guy goes, if this girl goes, or whatever. See, that's a lie. That's a lie directly from from hell. Because heaven is heaven because that guy can go. That girl has an avenue into heaven. That's the definition of heaven. Whosoever will may come. We have something. Because as, as fleshly people, we, we kind of, we need tools. And we have on the back table, the, what I call the CD table, because that's what's back there, a stack of these. Mike O'Mahony made these up for us and uh, proudly made in the USA, it says on the back, which I thought was kind of cute, cute. And what is, what is it? It's God's plan of salvation on the inside, and then it's a bunch of black pages, blank pages. Could this be a prayer journal? Absolutely, positively. What is the purpose of a prayer journal? Prayer journal keeps you honest. August 11th. 10, whatever time it is, I can't see the clock. 10.50. I prayed for. I prayed for that sister that I haven't spoken to in 10 years. I prayed that I will have the guts to speak to her and tell her that I love her and mean it. August the 12th, that's tomorrow, August the 12th, 8.05 a.m., August the 13th, 11, 12, yeah, 13th, August the 13th, that's a special day. I have a son that was born on that day. Friday the 13th. Does that tell you something about that son? Uh, it's whatever. Keeps us honest. Keeps us honest. And when we skip a day, I'm not suggesting that we necessarily have to double up to catch up. 
But it gives us the opportunity of saying, shame on me. I missed the most important thing that I could possibly do on this day. And that's talk to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I missed that opportunity today. I threw that opportunity away. Shame on me. And then the very first thing I'm going to do is when I talk to him today is I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm not going to make excuses because there aren't any. I'm sorry, Lord, that I let something be more important than my taking a moment of time to be with you. That's what a prayer journal will do. And there's probably enough for everybody to take one. And there's no sharing. Husbands take one. Wives take one. Private. This is private information. Unless you want to share it with somebody else. I recommend it to you. I recommend it to you because it helps keep you on track. Helps you. And maybe it's a good idea because you can then you can match it against the back of the bulletin and say, when's the last time I prayed for such and such? Yesterday, I prayed for this person, that person, the other person. But I had to go do something, and so I missed praying for that last item. And I want to make sure that I pick that one up today. Praying. Jesus prayed for God's people. Samuel said it was a sin to fail to pray for God's people. I think he's right. In everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians chapter 4. For we are God's fellow workers. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We are God's fellow workers. That's what we've been called to do. Well, what does God want for me? I just told you. In fact, may I have your bulletin? because I don't know what I did with mine. Right here on the inside of your bulletin, printed every week, Mountain View Church mission statement. Mountain View Church exists to exalt Christ, grow together in love and faithfulness, and proclaim His grace to our community and the world. You can change the word grace to love, because that's what we're talking about when we talk about grace. We're talking about love. That's what we're we're called to do that. That's the purpose of this church. It's not to be a dispenser of cookies and coffee. Do we dispense cookies and coffee? Just about every week. Our purpose is here. Mission statement. The vision statement. Look at that. Engage all people with the good news of the new covenant while experiencing the love of Jesus in a community of grace. What's the new covenant? The new covenant is what Jesus talked about at the Last Supper. This is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood given for you. This do in remembrance of me. That's the new covenant. The new covenant, it's not the law anymore. It's now the law of grace. It's I love you so much that all you have to do is acknowledge me and you got a ticket to the good place to spend with me and with the Father 
for eternity. And that's what we're involved in. And that's what this business of fellow workers is all about. Fellow workers. Fellow workers. God's fellow workers. So why does prayer seem to be unanswered so often? Being out of tune with God and His Word? Ask anything in my name. Ask anything that I'm all about, God says, and it will be done. Lack of desire to please Jesus. Unconfessed sin. You need to clean up yourself mentally so that that makes that transfer to spiritually in order that uh, you can uh, do what God would have you to do in the right way. Having the wrong motives. I don't pray for my daily bread is not winning the lottery. And yet don't don't all of us have that lottery feeling every once in a while? Change the word lottery to found money. I wish I I I out there digging roses in my garden and I dug down a little deeper than I should have and there was that pot of gold that you know you got the idea. Now I'm doing fiction here. Praying with lack of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Lack of perseverance. I've been praying for this for... And it hasn't happened yet. Keep on praying. You look at Samuel's mother, how long she prayed. You look at uh, John the Baptist's mother, that's Elizabeth, cousin to Mother Mary, uh, how long she prayed and received deliverance. Look how long Sarah was barren. All the way back to Sarah and Abraham. How long she was barren. Etc, etc, etc. Perseverance. Perseverance. Praying. Jesus at prayer. Jesus at prayer. Samuel at prayer. Martin at prayer. Shirley at prayer. You at prayer. Next week we're going to be looking at the prayers of some other individuals. Now, Rosie and I did that little reading this morning. And we did that on purpose because over and over again we've talked about saying these words, singing these words, and really having no idea of what we're saying. Not really meaning what we have just said or prayed, or recited. We just said the words because it's part of the ritual. Our Father who art in heaven, what does hallowed mean? How will it be thy name? Thy kingdom come. Oh, really? Thy will be, oh yeah. Thy will be done on earth. Is his will done in my life? If I'm not coming to him in prayer, which I have been told to do, which I have been asked, do, well then he hasn't got control of my life, does he? Oh my. Etc. Etc. 
Let's look at prayer. Look at prayer. Be in prayer. Not vain repetitions. Keep in a journal, not keep in a journal. Be a prayer. I know that as you spend consistent time in prayer, now I am talking about every day, you pick the time of day, you're going to draw closer to uh, God. Wow, what a concept. What a concept. Let's pray. Gracious, loving, Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer right now. We come asking that you'll help us, guide us by the power of your Holy Spirit that's invested in us to be more diligent in our relationship to you. Our relationship that begins with our prayer life with you. Guide us and lead us in Jesus' name. Amen.